the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, Pat, I, I, I mean, I don't want to start the show here, but I think we have to. Jeffy's showing a little bit of frowny face today. Really? Um, I don't like it when he's like this. I don't like when he's a little upset. Something's going on with him. What's the problem? I don't know. I couldn't get it out of him. But there's... is he quitting the industry to sell facial cream? Yes, <laughs> that's part. Joining, of it. joining Joanna Gaines. Man, do I wish I was. What's what's the matter? We can Pumpkin. help that you. That is a good business. We can help you sure get out is. of the industry at least. That is a good business. Sure is. Uh, what? Everybody's quitting their jobs and joining the facial cream industry. <laughs> right? Did you guys hear LeBron James has quit yeah. the Cavs? He's not going to resign. No, he's selling he's, facial cream. He's going to the facial cream industry. <laughs> Michael Jordan's pissed at him though because Michael Jordan also quit to sell facial cream. And he didn't <laughs> he want LeBron in the industry. He didn't want him. He knows that's too much competition. <laughs> it's so. weird because they're all joining the same company, <laughs> which is kind of weird, too. Uh, Jeffy, what's, what can we help you with today? What, what's going on? What's, what's on going? I don't think going you want to know. There's something in your life. I don't think you want to know. It seems a little ups- like it's upsetting you yeah. in some way. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like when you, when, when you have a problem in your life, when you don't feel 100%. I do, I do not like it. I, it makes me upset. It hurts me when you are not feeling your best. So what, what's going on? Help us. Let us help us help you. Uh, all right. Uh, one of the employees mm-hmm. that we work with yeah. every day, close, mm-hmm. Lee, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. camera person, mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. in sick today. Okay. Claims, oh, I'm not contagious, but listen, I worked it out that I'm going to go home after, after Pat and Stu. So, oh, good. So you've only been here, you know, all through radio and Pat and Stu to infect us all, and then you're going to go home and rest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you're. Thank you. <laughs> so you just i mean you have to whatever she has you have to already have yeah i mean it's, it's, it's not like you can pick up a new disease at this uh, point that's you, kind of a you, good point never mind you got them all <laughs> <laughs> all right so there you go that we that's solved that problem yeah oh, thank you, uh, right off the bat very exciting um and now we have uh we have uh, the show to do uh, but i think honestly that's enough we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> good night everybody uh, good night i mean how much more do we need to, we give right. and we give and we give mm. and we give mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, That's I think all we we've, can do. we've given all we can. <laughs> uh, so it, the election yesterday in uh, Georgia's 6th district is kind of being spun two different ways. And I think you could look at it honestly in two different ways. Uh, number one, hey, Republicans, 4-0 in these specials. 
they are doing really well. The Trump uh, downside of Trump is not really hurting them. Uh, maybe it's not even that big of a downside at all. And uh, here the Republicans are doing great. They can move on with their agenda. They're being supported by the people. I think you look at it that way. Uh, the other way to look mm -hmm. at it is there has been a significant fall off from previous performance in these districts. So do we have the, I think it might be this, this tweet here, uh, the second thing we have here on the third thing on that we have on the prep today, um, about the difference between how Clinton did and, and all these different districts. If you look at this, now this, is, uh, this one's from Nate Silver. Uh, Clinton did better in, in Georgia's sixth than South Carolina five. Uh, Georgia six is South Carolina five, was, was redder, uh, blah, 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 blah. But if you look at the chart at the bottom, is really the part I want to focus on here. If you look at, the Republican lean in the partisan index. And this is, it's an adjusted stat based on like how, how much more Republican they were than the average voter. And it factors in incumbency and things like that. You see in Kansas, uh, in 2012, they, Romney won that district by 29 points. In 2014, it was 22 points. 2016 congressional, 24 points. The 2016 presidential race, uh, Trump won by 29 they won the special up, uh, election by seven. Same thing here in Montana. 17, uh, eight, eight, Romney won by, say, 18. Trump won by 22. Uh, the congressional uh, races have been between eight and 13. They only won by six in Montana. Um, Georgia is the one kind of exception to this rule. They won by, tw uh, Romney won by 27 in 2012. The congressional races for 2014 and 2016, 16 points, 21 points. Um, and again, this is an adjusted index, but I think you understand what's going on here. The, the 2016 presidential race, Clinton did do pretty well there, um, almost won that district. So that one was flat from the presidential race, but still, it's a heavily Republican district in the history. And South Carolina is another big one, 20 points, 15 points, 13 points, 7 points, and they only won by three. So the, the issue here, I think, is if you look at the averages, Trump won these districts by 19 points on this index and only by five in the actual uh, election. Um, that is, uh, so is that a good sign for Republicans or a bad one? Uh, I think you can argue, hey, they held these seats. They, didn't, they, didn't, they were heavily favored in the game, and they won the game. Um, and then you got to do that when you're, you know, you look at uh, how many times have we seen this in college football? You know, these teams that look like they're going to roll uh, to be number one, and they wind up blowing some stupid game halfway through the season, and then it ruins their season. So you can't lose those. you got to win them. And so the GOP has got to take... Uh, some pleasure in that. However, in this, in this atmosphere, if this atmosphere is really what it is, where these, these types of uh, districts that have been hardcore red for a long time are all of a sudden very competitive, that could be dangerous come 2018. It could. Then on the other hand, maybe not. You just don't care, do you? But I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I really. Yeah, I, you know, I, not really. I, one thing I do find interesting here, and again, if you look at this chart, it kind of shows it. The, they, the uh, Democrats did much better in three of the four races than they did in the presidential election. The only mm. one they didn't do really well in um, was Georgia, in which uh, that's the one they spent all the money targeting. And it might mm -hmm. send them a lesson of like, maybe just throwing money at these problems is not a good solution. It's a, a lesson I wish they would learn in every other part of policy. Uh, but they may learn that here. I wonder if you could learn a lesson from the 2016 presidential race in the Georgia uh, case. 
where uh, they won 2012 by 27 points and in 2016 by 3.6 points. Is that because people don't like Trump there? Is that because he's not conservative enough for the Republicans in that district? I don't know. I mean, that one. Uh, that, would, that would be my guess on that because he had such a slim margin. Uh, it could be. I mean, I, I don't know what the, they mean. They may not be huge did, I, Trump fans. Right. I think that's definitely true. The question is, is it because they are more moderate, don't like his rhetoric, or are they more conservative and don't like him constitutionally? I, I think if you look at Romney with a 27 point win there, it may indicate that they like that sort of flavor of a, a buttoned up politician type. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Or, you know. I, yeah, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's impossible to say because we don't have. We don't have them, uh, you know, sharing that information with us. So all we have are the numbers, and you, you can make a lot of different things out of the numbers. You, you, could, you can draw a bunch of conclusions, but we'll, we'll just never know for sure. Um, in the meantime, uh, Jake Tapper talking about the Trump administration not being transparent, uh, even less transparent than its predecessors. Here's, here's what he said. In important ways, the Trump White House has been less transparent than its predecessors. It's just an empirical fact. Even for those who thought President Obama's administration never lived up to its ballyhooed promises of transparency, President Obama did release his tax returns, as has been standard for presidents for years. President Trump has not yet yet released his. President Obama eventually acquiesced and released most of his White House visitor logs, but President Trump does not share any of them. Literally nothing about who is coming to see him. President Obama golfed quite a bit, as does President Trump. But the Obama White House would tell the public when he was hitting the links and with whom. This White House, for whatever reason, keeps that information private. Even Hmm. the White House briefings are now shorter with more non-answers and a new trend of not allowing cameras or even audio recordings of what your White House is saying on any given day. People in power like to hide things from the public. We called it out under President Obama, and now it is empirically worse and more opaque. You have a right to know what's going on in the people's house, whether related to the Russia cloud that continues to hamper President Trump's agenda or his plans for Afghanistan or tax reform or health care legislation, all of it. Huh. I mean, and, you know, Tapper's one of the few people who actually had the credibility to say, we did call him out during the Obama administration. He did. I mean, we, we talked mm-hmm. about it at the time, and he's now calling out Trump as well. Um, so he's one of the only people who can really get away with that analysis and is not going to make me infuriated. Um, but, I mean, it's, it, it is odd, uh, I guess. I mean, you know, the, those are obvious examples. I don't think any of them – they're not arguable, those examples. I mean, you can argue Barack Obama did other things, uh, certainly, that were much worse than uh, Donald Trump. However, in those examples, when you're talking about transparency, uh, I think it's true. And I think part of it is, you know, Trump just doesn't care about what you think. And doesn't care about mm-hmm. the traditions. So it's not all because he's necessarily hiding stuff. I think a lot of times, you know, he doesn't care about those, uh, you know, Barack Obama would be asked a question. They would say, oh, we'll get back to you later. And then people would press him on it. And eventually they'd probably give in. Romney did this. They were like, oh, well, Romney, you're not going to release your tax returns. And he was like, well, I don't want to. I have no reason to release my tax returns. They kept pressing him and eventually he released them. Um, and I'm not saying that's a good feature. I think that was probably a stupid move by Romney. Uh, once you said you weren't going to do it, you already lost all the points uh, you know, to not do it. And then to do it anyway, it makes no sense. Uh, but uh, John Carl is another guy who we give a lot of credibility on both sides. He was one of the few uh, questioning uh, Barack Obama towards the end of his term. He was really the only one we used to point to um, uh, after Tapper had left and gone to CNN. Um, and then uh, he's continued to do it with Donald Trump. They came out with a, he tweeted today, a, 25, a list of 25 questions, 25 questions they have asked um, and have been promised follow-up on from this White House. 
and none of them have been answered. Uh, and then a lot of them are not important. You know, they're like, oh, um, uh, a fired uh, usher, Angela Reed. It was reported she's given a ge generous severance package. I'm wondering, did you give a substantial severance package to, uh, uh, um, how did you give a substantial severance package to a, a government employee? I don't know. I'll get, get back to you on that. Uh, it, 25 of these. Now, again, some of them are important. Some of them are not. A severance package, too. I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, that is Spicer's role, right? His, his role mm -hmm. is to get back to these people when they ask these questions. Um, and, yeah, you know, I think they're, gonna, they're talking about now getting rid of the, uh, of the press briefings, the Jeffy prediction from a long time ago. They're talking about um, – I love how – Well, they're not doing credit. them every day. No, they're not, they're not doing them every Already. day. They're talking about once a week. Yeah. And now they're talking about just doing them off camera in writing. So they'll get, there'll be more substance to them then. Of course. Now, I think there is an element of truth there. I think a lot of these, these reporters go in there trying to have their moment on camera. They want to be the one who asks the uncomfortable question that Spicer can't answer. So I think that is legitimate. But, I mean, in, re in reality, Trump is all super focused on these things. They distract him all the time. I guarantee his people around him are like, geez, can we... Let's just cancel those so he doesn't watch them anymore and get pissed off about it and, and, and send us on these, you know, mm -hmm. these tangents for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's what seems to happen. You know, he, he, there's a moment in one of those press conferences he doesn't like, and then he is distracted for the next four days on something else. Uh, luckily, we have some people in the White House that continue to you know, do their work. I mean, Mulvaney is one of them, I mean, who's coming out and, and, and doing good stuff behind the scenes. We, we like him. Some of the EPA stuff we've talked about with Pruitt and others has been really solid. Um, but, I, I, you know, they, the focus on the media it might be entertaining, might make you feel good, but man, it's not really, it's not really leading to a lot, is it? I mean, no. what are we, we don't have anything done yet. The, I mean, really, the only thing you can point to that's actually been done, Supreme Court, give you that for sure. But again, that was something that was not, um, it's not legislation. And number two, uh, the, the Congressional Review Act stuff that they did, where they pulled back some of Obama's late term uh, regulations. Those are positive moves, and I like those moves. But still, outside of that, I mean, we, we're getting, I, you know, it's June. We, we have nothing so far. We have no legislation, no significant legislation. Many of it not even proposed. We still don't even have a proposal on taxes yet. We don't have, we don't mm -hmm. have a proposal yet. I mean, I, it's... Uh, and we don't know anything about the health care bill, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that have just not happened that they promised... Which is why Paul Ryan, as Speaker of the House, has a, an approval rating of 25% in Wisconsin. So things are not going well for him. And an Army veteran and Union iron worker, uh, Randy Bryce, has announced he's going to challenge Ryan as a Democrat. And apparently he's put together a pretty good uh, campaign ad. Uh, and here's a look at it. And Paul Ryan, come up and say a few words. Congratulations on a job well done. This is repealing and replacing Obamacare. <clears throat> Everybody doesn't get what they want. It's a very painful condition. It's like hot knives going through, and you can't talk, you can't swallow. It's terrible. I'm gonna cry. I'm on 20 drugs, and if I don't take the one, that cost them thousands of dollars. I don't know what would happen. He has to give me a bear hug. My mom is, is probably the most important person in my life. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. There's no doubt in my mind that there are thousands of people like her that don't 
have what she has. The system is extremely flawed. I work every day so that me and my son have insurance. I've been an iron worker for 20 years. I work hard and I earn every penny that I make. And I know everybody that I work with is the same way. And I've spent my entire life in southeastern Wisconsin. I can see what people need. I could do so much more, and I will do so much more, taking my voice, taking our voice, and what we need to Washington, D.C. I decided to run for office because not everybody's seated at the table, and, and it's time to make a bigger table. I'm the best person to represent this district because I'm a working person. If somebody falls behind, we're so much stronger if we carry them with us. That's the way I was raised. We look out for each other. I think it's time, let's, let's trade places. Paul Ryan, you can come work to Iron, and I'll go to DC. We can do so much better together as a community. And our future depends on it. Randy Bryce, <laughs> fat guy for Congress. <laughs> yes. Jeffy, uh, you want to run? <laughs> good luck, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> So, kind of interesting. It's it's another yeah. one of those, uh, yeah, you need to pay for other people's stuff. I'm sorry. We're going to take more money from you so you can pay for other people. Objectively, uh, if you, carrying someone does not make you stronger. Uh, no, it just it makes mean, uh, your burden guess, a lot more I mean, heavy. Maybe in a weightlifting sense. <laughs> I just... <laughs> If you do it enough and you're working a workout, maybe it does long run. I don't know. Um, you and, know I, and since when does the government carry people? You know, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. to And, and I, I, I can't for the life of me understand why, our, why Republicans cannot articulate this. It's not up to the government to carry these people. It's to their family. It's up to their church group. It's up to their friends. It's up to their neighbors. It's up to each of us to carry those people who need some extra help. It's up to an individual, not a government. The government isn't in business to do that. You can't steal money from everybody else to to uh, and then redistribute that wealth to somebody else. You just it's not right. Yeah. It's not moral. And, and, and another p- group I would put in the responsibility chain there uh, are the companies that can help, right? Like, for example, these, these drug companies who make the medication, and sometimes it is expensive, have programs where they give away millions mm-hmm. and millions of dollars uh, to help people in need. Um, and so that's part of the equation as well. And I would say that, like, yes, can you find people? And this is what's pro- the problem with, with politics in many ways is you, know, you find the one person who gives you that personalized story that moves people emotionally, and that's how people make these ads. And you know what? Let's just let's, I'm not even have a problem with any of the stuff that he said here or take it all as fact because I don't know this is the specific situation. But there are situations, right, that can, that can be really uh, taxing and terrible on families. Sometimes people can't pay for those things. But those are limited circumstances that can be dealt with completely differently. You don't need to rework the entire healthcare industry to help people right. in the That's most right. impossible situation. Yeah. Randy possible. Bryce's mom can right. be like, can I mean, be helped without rearranging our entire healthcare system. Yeah, and and you know, by the way, he said the uh, the system is incredibly flawed. What system is he talking about? The system in place right now is Obamacare. Right. The place, the thing that the uh-huh. Democrats pushed for. So if it's horribly flawed, it's not Paul Ryan's fault. He voted against that. 
I'm not a huge fan of Paul Ryan or, by the way, this uh, the Republican uh, health care solution. I, I don't think it's uh, I mean, it's just basically Obamacare light, uh, you know, in, in almost every way. And we don't even know what their new thing is because they've that's not the shared it. With yeah, the Senate has even uh, we don't even know what it's going to be. We, what we do know, I think, without a doubt, is it's going to be to the left of what the House did. I would. Think There's so. no way yeah. they're going to get more conservative right. uh, than than uh, what the House got. Uh, the, if anything, they're going to they're going to wind up uh, expanding um, the amount of money that goes to people. They're going to expand uh, the um, uh, uh, the amount of uh, things. They're, I, I guess they're going to get rid of some of the exclusions. So I'm kind of saying a double negative there, but uh, they're going to do that. They're going to go through and and and, and make it closer to what we have now because they're going to say well there's 20 million people who lost their health insurance according to the cbo because of this new health care plan which is you know again we can go over why that's not going to be true or why that's kind of a bs estimate but still somebody might lose their health insurance i I think there's a good chance that some people will lose their health insurance i think there's a lot of people that could be paying for their health insurance themselves that get get money from the government that won't after this Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of the point of it, right? Because it costs too much and it's not working. People are pulling, they can't make their money back. There's all sorts of problems with Obamacare. Uh, but what they're going to find is you're going to find it, instead of, if it's 20 million people now, they're saying, they're going to do everything they can to make that CBO score get a lot lower. It might be 6 million. You know, they're going to do, they're going to bring it as far back to Obamacare and act like Obamacare is the only acceptable standard when it's been something that's been in place for what, five years, six years. I mean, this is, we act as if there was no history before 2008. You know, we, there was. In 2009 and 2010, when this was going through, the Republicans never would have proposed or even accepted what the Republicans are now proposing. They never would have accepted it. Um, but now we have Obamacare, and, they, and we, for some reason, allow the debate to be Obamacare or this, instead of a real plethora of options. But you go in a bunch of different directions. We've talked about them on the air. Uh, we talked about them before uh, we, we went through Obamacare. There were better examples then of what we could do. Instead, now we're kind of just stuck in this thing because, you know, a, a big part of this is the president of the United States does not care what it is. He doesn't care. All he, he just wants, wants is his name on it. Not Obamacare. We he repealed Obamacare. It, it was we told you mm-hmm. we were going to do it and we did it. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care what's in the policy. And, uh, you know, the Republicans are just, you know, obviously incompetent and trying to put together this uh, this package that they can't please everybody. And so it's really been a mm-hmm. it's really it's really been ugly. I mean, I at this point, I have such low expectations. If this thing passes, you know, we'll save a little bit of tax money. Maybe you can put that through, you know, for something you actually need in your house. And, and you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it's going to be better. Hopefully it's better than Obamacare. But I mean, if you throw your hands up, it's not a real solution. With the savings, you can buy an extra pack of gum a month, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Well, not every month. But no, you I can mean, buy an extra pack of gum sometime during the course of the year. In a month. In a month or maybe. You know, well, you, after about six months, you'd, you'd save up enough to buy the gum. But then uh, you couldn't do it in other months. Right. Per se. You'd right. also have to But then you'd, you'd not be able to do it again the rest of the year. Oh, definitely not. No, of course so, not. But and, well, and, once uh, a year, you could have extra gum, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, and well, you'd have to you find want? one of those old packs that were 25 cents. Yeah. That's, uh, it, yes. You can't buy a current really pack of The really teeny little yeah. pack that yeah. was about, you know, that had thick and about that. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like Juicy Winter Fresh or whatever. Yeah, Wrigley's and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. They used to always be 25 cents. That just went away. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, possibly because now you buy a, a, you buy a thing of gum like those Mentos. 
eighteen dollars and seventy five cents. Yep. Eighteen seventy five. Where are you getting? Where are you getting yours for eighteen seventy five? I had the deal. They were on sale at Seven Eleven for eighteen seventy five. I did have a Groupon to get to. Uh, <laughs> they're usually about thirty eight fifty. But uh, <laughs> but now they're like their own cup holders. Like they actually like yes. form yeah, to your car. True. That is true. Uh, so there you go. Isn't that fascinating? Uh, we mentioned yesterday, uh, Stu brought up that, uh, was it, I'm trying to think, it was, was it Salon that was bad-mouthing um, Otto Warmbier? When he first got caught in yeah. North Korea, they were calling him white-privileged or something. Yeah, it was a bunch of leftist sites. Uh, here's the Salon headline. This might be America's biggest idiot frat boy. Meet the UVA student who thought he could pull a prank in North Korea. You know, here's a kid who, even if it was a frat prank, which it wasn't, but let's say he just took the thing off the wall and wanted his souvenir and was going to take it home. Even with that, you're, you're okay that the kid got sentenced to 15 years of hard labor after a five-minute trial? These are the same people. It was people, a sham? By the way, the same people who argue that pedophilia is not really all that big of a problem, and maybe we should just start to understand the pedophiles. Right, right. But God forbid a guy takes down a poster, he should be imprisoned in hard labor for 15 years. What a despicable, really despicable. sight. I mean, Salon is an absolute embarrassment, but it was yeah. the entire left, really. I mean, it, large chunks of the left who said, this guy, you know, he's a, he's a frat boy, he's got white privilege. Uh, Larry Wilmore, uh, who was uh, a uh, the short-lived host of a... Thing, what was it called? The Nightly Show. So, which yeah. is, is is it's a clever name because they had the Daily Show. And then, yeah. So uh, then they did something at night, which was called. Well, uh, the other one, the Daily Show was at night too, but uh, it was after the Daily Show. So. Uh, and after the Daily Show came the, uh, the Nightly, nightly Show. show? Nightly wow. Show. That's... And, and it lasted a good three minutes. Um, but this is the three minutes that actually uh, aired. <laughs> Uh, basically is what we've pulled for you. But I thought it was interesting to kind of see, look back at this because this yeah. is the attitude now of this guy who's now dead. He was beaten to death <clears throat> in a North Korean prison uh, for all intents and purposes. He was essentially murdered. And by the way, now because of that, Salon has deleted their article uh, about him. Oopsie. Oopsies. Um, but we were able to dig up the Larry Wilmore monologue, and I thought you want to see some of this. This is uh, Larry uh, with some hilarious comedy on Otto, who has now passed away. Tonight's story is about the North Korean government, which recently captured one of America's most annoying exports, a frat bro. Otto Frederick Warmbier is a University of Virginia student that. now being funny. detained by North Korea. Is that freaking funny oh, to you? Hold on one second. Um, <laughs> See, ass. That's Can funny. I hear that name again? Otto Frederick Warmbier. <laughs> Otto Frederick Warmbier? Did this kid get arrested in North Korea and then just gave the cop his fake ID? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we've got American student Otto Warmbier here. His, his birthday's 420. Um, and he lives on 69 Weed Avenue. <laughs> wow. That's really lame. Yeah, pretty lame. Uh, really how about bad. This? And in retrospect, uh, really now, bad. I will say this. Uh, you know, you, you can't. He doesn't know that this guy's going to die. He knows the kids, and he's weeping in court, and they're laughing about it. Because the kid's life has just gone down in flames. His family is probably sick to death and worried sick about him. And and the kid is begging for his life, essentially. essentially, He literally begged for his life, and he read their damn 
propaganda bullcrap yep. that they made him read, and still they sentenced him to 15 years hard labor. Yeah, I, and I, I think there is Good a... gosh, man. I mean, That's as, weird. As this monologue was airing, he was entering a coma that he would never come out of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now, that being said, I, I don't think you can... I mean, he didn't do this afterwards. He did this when it was happening. I mean, I think at the time we all kind of assumed in a couple days he'd be released just from the perspective of you'd think Obama would take a stand and make it happen. Didn't do squat. But Obama didn't do it. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the, that's his, the length of just my defense despicable here. of him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Despicable. Yeah. That the leader of the free world did nothing for this kid. Yeah, nothing. nothing. And Trump did, by the way. We should give Trump credit there. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, while there hasn't been much legislation happening. I mean, that, and I that's according that's to good, his dad. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I definitely give him credit for that. And again, they got to see absolutely. him for... I mean, all indications are that he was essentially uh, brain dead for a long time. Uh, and they brought him back essentially so on sad. life support. Uh, where he was just able to die at home. But it, at least mm. the parents got to see him alive one more time, as sad as that is. Um, they really, I mean, that is an impossible this situation. Uh, but they thought it was hilarious over at Comedy Central. Uh, here is a little bit more with uh, Larry Wilmore. Listen up, frat boy. Uh, this isn't like the time you uh. stole Sigep's goat. <laughs> this is North Korea. They're not known for their love of pranks. Look, I get the desire to steal things from hotel rooms. I get pretty much everything from hotels. Even this suit. Look. Right? Do not steal, right? Like a brother's gonna steal it. Well, technically in this case, all right. But still, it's racist. I, just ter- I mean, it's a terrible delivery, which is why the show's not on the air. It's really not the Otto Warmbier uh, <laughs> target uh, wow. from him. It's just that it's just not good. And then they made fun of the kid uh, apologizing. Here's a look at that hilarity. Maybe this student is some sophisticated undercover mastermind. Please, and make the worst mistake of my life. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so maybe he isn't some sophisticated undercover mastermind. God, this is really. This does not age well. Kim Jong Un about family. Mm. Wow. I mean, and the crowd is just as guilty here. I mean, oh, it's so fun. Think of his family. Yeah, his tortured parents at home, never knowing if they're going to see him again, and they didn't. (laughs) It's interesting because we found this not funny at all, even at the time. No, even at the time. Uh, No, because I mean, we know. You know, look, I. You know, he's in serious trouble for almost nothing. For literally nothing. He did nothing. I mean, so what if he took a poster? Big deal. I yeah. mean, that happens all the time in this country. $20 fine, $30 Whatever. fine. A $1,000 fine, yep. and then fine. send him on his way. But there was still more fun to be had at his expense. North Korea isn't a playground for college pranks. Kim Jong-un isn't a fictional character from a Seth Rogen movie, and Pyongyang isn't some game you play with Coors Light and Solo Cups. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's just tough for me to have much sympathy for this guy and his crocodile tears because he mm. allegedly stole this North Korean hotel banner as an initiation prank for University of Virginia's Secretive Z Society. Good Lord. This sounds like the worst hazing ever. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. That's, yeah. So it did turn out to be a pretty bad hazing, yeah. Yeah, really did. Agreed on that one. That was not a good hazing. Man, oh, man. It's really a surprise that that show's not on. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah isn't it? Because I mean, what hilarity. I mean, really, again, you know, you could argue that he thought oh, there was, he was going to get released. And absolutely. He, you know, targeting him in that moment, I think, is a little tasteless. But it's not as bad as it feels right now. Which, I mean, yeah. it re- that really doesn't age well. That being said, the reason the show's not in the air is because it wasn't funny. Well, correct. I mean, if, if, it was, if they did an unbelievable job at these monologues. And I see what you're, you're cutting him slack, as, as we I, always do, but he doesn't deserve any. It, it, I mean, that, that was despicable then. It's, it's yeah. a lot more despicable now. It really, I mean, it's But it sucked at the now. time. Yeah, it did, you're right. You're right. It, it was bad at the time. It sucked at the time. It was bad at the time, but I mean, now it's really cringeworthy. I mean, oh, crocodile tears, I have no sympathy for you. I don't I understand mean, that. Well, I mean, why? He may have been in a coma. Kid when he went said to the that. University of Georgia, I mean Virginia. Why? I mean, because he was in a fraternity or trying to get into one. I, I, I don't get why the vitriol to this kid. Do they know he was a Republican or something? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what is the deal? Maybe That's they did. Really strange. Very strange. Really strange. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is Pat and Stu. Marvelous Jeffy over there. <laughs> He's never heard that word describing him ever before. I thought he'd, I'd give him a chance to see what it sounded like. Uh, say it one more time. I just want to hear. It. See, I get that I vibe. can't. It, I'll choke. I just want to hear the vibe. Of it. I'll I need choke to feel on the it. I need to feel it. Uh, the fat, fat Jeffy. The what? The fat fatness of Jeffy. Oh, okay. That didn't sound like what you said before. <laughs> really? No, well, I, like I said, because that I rolled right off your, t- it rolled okay. right off your tongue, huh? Yeah, when the fatness said, of Jeffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded like you've said it before, almost. Like you've said it maybe hundreds or thousands of times. Huh? Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem like it. That was impressive. Good the job. The fatness of Jeffy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really study or anything. No, did that was I? good. Huh? That was good. Okay. Um, you John- sure it doesn't seem like you've never <laughs> said it before. Good. <laughs> uh, John Stossel has come out uh, with a very controversial point. Uh, it's an interesting <clears> one to discuss, discuss. I think among conservatives and libertarians. Um, Jeff Bezos uh, bought uh, Whole Foods for $13.7 billion. And after he did that... Is there anything Amazon doesn't own now? Is there anything? Google. I think, yeah, that's, that's it. about it. It's Amazon and Google are the two companies left. And Apple. Um, There's three. Yeah, which, by the way... What's, they, what's left? What do you got? Facebook, Netflix, right? Yeah, there is a lot. I, no, there's I like know there's a lot. Five, but I'm just but talking really, about, in the end, there's going to be what? Five. Facebook... There's going to be those Netflix, five. And it, Amazon, uh-huh. Google. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. We, there was a video that was out that was like a scare video several years ago uh, that was like, these are all going to, you know, everything's going to combine. They're, all you're going to have is Facebook and Amazon and Google. <laughs> it's like, that kind of came true. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is like that. Although the reason why mm-hmm. is nothing nefarious. They just seem to do everything better than everyone else. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, I, well, got to, I got an email. Like, well, there's a thousand email providers. Yeah, the Google one's the best one, though. And anybody with any kind of related technology that <laughs> yeah. might cut in on their thing, they buy it. They buy I mean, yeah. they just buy it's them. Instagram, yeah, that's Facebook, the, that's the Walmart. That's kind of the Walmart plan, right? Mm-hmm. Or was for a number of years yeah. with the brick and mortar stuff. Is yep. that, uh, uh, yeah, you can sell your stuff that you make to us, no problem. Uh, you can't meet your order, we'll just buy you. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of... Walmart did that forever. And it's smart. I mean, it's a smart way to do things. It's a way to, to get... You know, because a lot of times people are like, well, we'll just create that ourselves. And it, it, it's hard to do. I yeah. will say there were broadcast entities who went on a buying binge, too, well, all through the 90s yeah. and into the 2000s. And in some of those cases, it hasn't turned out that well for them because they got so big and developed so much debt. 
like cumulus, mm -hmm. I mean, they're, it, it, that can't be sustained for everybody. Yeah, I mean, look, you can do it the wrong way as well. However, yeah. billions of dollars were made in the interim um, yes. uh, over that time. So, by I mean, a lot of people. By a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's tough. It, it, it's a difficult decision to make. And I think, like, Amazon, here's a good example. They're spending $14 billion on Whole Foods. Now, I think most people are looking at that and going, oh, my gosh, like, they're going to take over the grocery store industry. This is going to be huge, blah, 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 blah. It also might fail. I mean, a lot of these things look mm. great when you start. And they might find out later on that it's not. I, I, was, I, just feel, I have enough faith in Amazon that they're going to do this in a smart way because right. they just seem to do it over and over yeah. and over. And prior and over to again. the prior to Amazon buying Whole Foods, there was already a couple of stories. We may I may have even done them here where Whole Foods was kind of struggling in the in the business because uh, of where the landscape yeah. of the grocery business. So it might not be that good of a deal. Well, it's interesting too because I, I actually just heard an interview with the guy who founded Whole Foods, one of them, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, they started this out just like you'd expect, like a sure. naturalist sort of person, yeah. or, you know. And you kind of go, like, you look at that, and, and they get down this long road. And Whole Foods is, by the way, the guy who, who created it was is a libertarian, um, at least libertarian-ish. We've had yeah. him on the show before. Uh, Mackie? John, yes. is that Mackie? I think that's um, right. So, yeah. nice little cash out here for him, yeah. I guess. Although he, he had given up a, a big chunk of ownership. He didn't own the whole company or anything. Um, but still, it's it's really cool there. Now, this is this is only the, the impetus for the John Stossel comments. Let me get to that real oh, quick because yeah, okay. Bezos after this, I guess, I don't know. He wants like, oh well, you know. By the way, I know we spent fourteen billion dollars on this this company that you love, all you, you know, all you granola people. Um, so let me um, tweet about charity. Uh, so he tweeted. Um, he wants to request for ideas <laughs> for for a philanthropy strategy. Um, how do we help people in the here and now? John Stossel's reply, don't do it, Jeff, to Jeff Bezos. You've given millions of dollars to various causes, including your alma, uh, alma mater. Dumb, dumb idea. Princeton doesn't need your money. I totally support that, mm -hmm. that, uh, that idea. Mm -hmm. Still, you give less than 1% of your wealth, or 0.1% of your wealth. Stingy as that sounds, I say that's good because you are not a normal person. I give to charity, but I'm just a reporter. I don't create wealth like you do. You employ more than 300,000 people. Amazon saves wow. everyone time and money. You created that from nothing. There's no doubt you're a wealth creator. Bezos, Zuckerberg, Gates, all the entrepreneurs stop feeling guilty. Wow. You, by pursuing profit honestly, do much more for the world than charities do. And, you know, I, mm. I had never really considered that point before because, I, I you know, I, I like charity. Wow. We obviously have a charity here. Uh, Mercury One uh, is part of the company, and we love charity, and, and we support it, obviously. And that's not just charities, but in church specifically as well. There's a lot of really valuable causes out there. But it was an interview John Stossel did with Ted Turner, um, which really kind of like won me over to this viewpoint a little bit, which is if you're that type of person, you're an entrepreneur, and you're creating lots of jobs, the best thing you can do with your money is continue that process and do what you're good at. You know, think about what, because this was at the time where Ted Turner gave a billion dollars to the United Nations. What did that do? What did that do for anybody? We that know was, that that was, was not just a, dumb. a good way to spend your money. I, I don't think he ever wound up actually giving them a billion dollars. No. But his pledge was he a billion dollars. Yeah. 100000 a year for 10 years, or $100 million a year for 10 years. We don't know if he actually I mean, you could it. pledge and to give anything. seems like I read that he gave the first $100 million, and I think that was about it. But still, still a lot. You, what a waste of money giving it to the U.N. Right. And, There's and, no worse place you could put your money. And Stossel's point was the, the, the most successful thing you've done to help other people were your businesses? He mentioned specifically his steakhouse, which at the time, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, served people good food and 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 employed people, and and those mm -hmm. people now can do the things they want to do with their money. Maybe they might give some of it to charity, but maybe that the best thing you can do is not just you know a feel good check 
that, you know, it's just some charity that makes you look like you're the greatest person in the world. Maybe just investing in your business and growing it and employing more people is the best way you can do it. When a guy, yeah, and I agree with that, but when you are worth $82 billion, you can probably do both and you'd be okay. Maybe you're right. Triple H, one seven back is the phone number. We're back with more in a second. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I like maybe. this point, though. I like the point. It's, like it, good, it's a good point. Yeah, Stossel's great. But when you're worth $82 billion, maybe, maybe, maybe you can do more. Yeah, maybe. found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore <laughs> well we uh started the segment today with breaking news mm-hmm. um oh my gosh uber boss uh, travis kalnick is resigned and he is going to uh start uh, selling facial cream <laughs> uh, that's what uh he's giving up uber for the facial cream is industry he, is he doing the same company that joanna Gaines is leaving yes. uh yes, so i wish him luck and okay. lebron james yeah. yeah i wish him luck yeah that's great uh, i do Big wish Jay, him luck you know who else did this is ellen degeneres <laughs> oh my gosh yeah she finally admitted where her real money is coming from finally wow and that's why she left her show and she's now selling facial cream and everybody's like where's her show some people think it's still on. It isn't. <laughs> oh, wait, I it saw isn't. it recently. Uh, they're no. watching some sort no, of are... uh, fraud yeah. uh, perpetrated on uh, wow. humanity there. Yeah. I'd like to uh, give an idea to uh, the head of Amazon, uh, Mr. Bezos. Uh, I know you're concerned about what charities to give to. Yeah. Um, perfect charity right here, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to, you know. Help out I, this charity. I do Wait, a lot of good work. You're a 501c3? I do a lot of good work. I'm whatever numbers you want to call me. Uh, uh, he weighs 501 pounds, but no, he's not a... I do a lot of work, uh, you know, helping the kids grow. Uh, uh, I don't really know what that means. A lot of work with uh, single families. Single, single mother family? families. You know, single mother? Fa- single dad families, single mother families, a lot of work help families. So, you know, if you'd like to give a little money to charity... See, the way you uh, phrased that earlier was you did, a lot of, Fisher. you did a lot of work with single mothers, <laughs> which was different than what you just said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, do, I, do, I do do that as well. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's a charity. Uh-huh. I help. Yeah, it seems like I it. I help. Huh. Uh, well, where can okay. we get the documentation on Let's this charity? Just go to uh, www.backslash. Okay. Seven two seven Beck, Pat and Stu. Um, here's some interesting things. Today is uh, the first day of summer, summer solstice today, and uh, the longest day of the year. Um, so you know when I when I go to the north, go up to Montana and visit, um, it is amazing to me how long a day lasts. <laughs> it's because you know it starts getting dark here. Twenty four hours in almost, uh, but it gets dark here at what eight? You know eight fifteen eight thirty. In Montana, it's like 10 o'clock. Is it really? 10 o'clock. Wow. Yeah. And so tonight, you know, it'll be a little bit longer than that. This, But then uh, it's amazing how quickly then it goes the other way. And you start. Then it gives me hope, though, that football's on the way. Mm. Uh, but uh, 
story out to celebrate summer. Phoenix is too hot for planes to take off oh, right yeah. now. Uh, it's almost always hot in Phoenix, but today's temperatures are expected to hit 120, which has prompted some airlines to cancel their flights. It, has, uh, it all has to do with the air density. The warmer the air, the less dense it is. That decrease in density has an adverse effect on aircraft engines to the point where they just don't perform well in higher temperatures. I'd never heard of that before, have you? No. Never heard of that. That's I mean, really they, weird. Planes take off all the time from the Middle East. Yeah. You'd think they'd be yeah. able to... Uh, but I guess Who not. Who knew that? Who knew? Depending on one airport, the obstacles, whether it be power or trees or mountains, that departure will require a certain climb gradient, and the warmer the temperature the more difficult for the aircraft to achieve that climb. It's one of the reasons, actually, we decided to choose such a cool, temperate climate here in Dallas. Um, because we just we didn't it's want to deal almost with almost San Diego-esque. Yeah, it really is. Isn't it? It's like 73 degrees every day. Uh, that's uh, pretty much it. It's Except 73 for the degrees maybe at like 4 a.m. No, maybe, no yeah, probably it's not. never 73 at 4 a.m. It's about summer. 83 yeah. at 4 a.m. I know. It really is uh, hot. Oh, very hot. hot. I, just, uh, I saw uh, somebody tweeted us, uh, somebody who tweeted us uh, drunk by the pool uh, at Castle Numbskell. Uh, pray for Houston. Nothing is wrong. It's just hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of true. To that. Um, by the way, uh, there's some other visits. Uh, if you were looking for places to visit while you're in uh, Texas, we have some uh, up, uh, possibilities. Um, what was the? Mm-hmm. Uh, give you uh, Ding Dong, Texas. You ever go to Ding Dong, Jeffy? I've never. Never been there, but by, by Jeffy has. I've never been there. I've had. Didn't you do a, a few? Didn't you do a photo shoot of Ding Dong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely did a photo shoot of Ding Dong. That was another another website. Um, they have, we, BuzzFeed did a list of 22 uh, small towns that will make you wonder how they got their names. Which I, there's definitely not all 22 I wondered about. Um, but uh, <laughs> hope you like it, Georgia. One word. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah, all one yeah. word. It kind of like eh. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like the, uh, the one I, I think it was a Ford, or the, was it the Ford Aspire uh, that was out for a while? And it's like, what are you aspiring to be? I thought you were, I, I, I would want to buy a good car. Are you aspiring to be a good car? <laughs> it's Why? aspiring to be a Taurus. Okay, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Buttsville, New Jersey. Uh, now, that was obviously where Jeffy left, uh, lived, uh, which is why they named it that. It's kind of an unfortunate name. Why would you name your city that? Why would you want, I mean, just so it can be ridiculed? By everybody so. who drives f- through town? Mm, maybe. Kind of weird. Uh, George Washington. Not Zeke. It's a state of Washington. Uh, and town of George. Uh, Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which is one that's there. a famous one. Like famous, yeah. famous one. Uh-huh. Uh, ketchup Town, South Carolina. Do they sell, make or sell ketchup in the town? Jeffy? Or? I am not aware of that. You were, I thought you were wanting uh, to be no, a ketchup I've never been a ketchup. I, I want to be a Heinz ketchup police officer. You want to be a detective for, it, for Heinz. That's correct. I understand. And they, you know, are made in Pittsburgh. Can you explain this job to people who don't know what a ketchup detective is, Jeffy? Because I think some people might think <laughs> that doesn't sound like a real thing. But this is, I would say, actually what you want to do with your life. <laughs> there are some restaurants and some facilities that want to pawn off ketchup that isn't Heinz in Heinz containers. Yeah, you know what it is? It's that fancy ketchup or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's called fancy. Mm-hmm. That stuff is vile. And those Never people... accept that alternative as an option for Heinz but, ketchup. But it's, however... It's just no. However... Yes. When those are brought to you at your dining table... Box. Sometimes they pretend In a Heinz, fancy container, yeah, you go, oh, that's yeah. fancy, or that's a Hunt's. Uh, no, that's fine. Hunt's no, thank you. I'll take a Heinz. Too. 
But when they try to, what they do is they put that big can of fancy ketchup or whatever, yeah. whatever into bougie Heinz little ketchup, bottles. they pour it into Heinz bottles. <laughs> Those are the people I, as a Heinz police officer, are arresting. Does anybody now, actually do role? that? Is that a real thing? It is if I have something to say about it. So no, I mean, I does know. it really happen in the restaurant where they try oh, to pass yes. off? Oh, my gosh. That, yeah, that definitely really? happens. Oh, yeah. oh, you believe yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100% yes. it happens. Uh, yes, I've uh, witnessed it. It, it makes but like you know, they do it with, and they do it with alcohol too. Like they'll take a, a you know a nice vodka and they'll put a crappy vodka in the bottle and refill it back up, and then they so charge more. Are exactly. you like Jeff and I, that where you accept no substitute? Uh, I mean, than I, Heinz. Because I, 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 I do you feel I, passionate about it? I th- I like Heinz. I would say yes. I would prefer it. Although I would I've had other ketchups and I don't like. Then you don't care I, that like, much. I mean, I'll, I'll still eat it on fries. Some if I wanna... They taste so different. They're almost sure rancid does. tasting. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I hate that. It's gross. Although I will say, you 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 illustrated a scenario that I'm curious about, in which someone would bring Hunts to your table and you would request Heinz and yeah, they would no, bring no, you Heinz. No, like, why Hunts. would they carry both ketchups? Well, they usually don't. But if they want my business, they'll go get some. <laughs> <laughs> They'll and go to a grocery store and I buy I don't care where they get it. They Heinz can just go get for some. You. I'll say, okay. to be fair to the restaurants, they do want his business. Uh, that is something. They're like, okay, I don't That's care. Whatever this guy. True. He's like, he's the, I was going to say, he's like the whale of the uh, of the restaurant industry, but he is a This like guy a counts whale. for 87% of our business. <laughs> get him whatever ketchup he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Then they go the opposite way. Are there yeah. any other uh, food brands that you insist upon? Brands. That's interesting. I, you know, I'm very uh, like for me. Insist upon. I it used to be Jif peanut butter. I know you, you've you've calmed down on your but Jif I've, heavy. I've calmed way down because Skippy has a honey, honey nut or a, a honey peanut butter one. It's delicious. You know, I think Peter Pan has pretty good peanut butter too. Have you ever had Peter Pan? Very it's, peanutty. Yeah, Peter Pan is not as good as Jif. They yeah, have a, like they, one of them is. I think it's Peter Pan that tastes at least one of their varieties has a little bit of that Reese's uh, thing going on where it's like super sugary. And that oh, I really? Like, I do like that. I okay. Like that. I've, I've been a GIF mm-hmm. fan for a while. I mean, it's tough for me to break yeah, away from I, that. I, I can't think of any... Like, soda, there is... Like, I would prefer a name brand soda. There's certain things like... You know, cereal's the same way. It's like, Especially yeah. in a you'd cola. Rather if you drink cola, you got to have Pepsi if, or Coke. Or Coke. But I, 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 I will RC drink cola, both. cola, I do not. I, what about Czech cola? I, I'll drink all of it. I mean, but <laughs> oh, I would will? prefer... Like, I, like you know, there's certain things I want to have sometimes. Like, you know, you want to have Coke, like Coke Vanilla Zero is one of my favorites. And so, like, I got to mm. have that sometimes. You know, uh, but, and there's particular, uh, you know, brands of things. Yeah, I would say I like Diet Hanks Root Beer is my favorite. Root, yes. Diet Root Beer. Oh. Awesome. When it comes um, to orange cream, yeah. it's got to be it, Hanks. But it's oh, not yeah. like you're awesome. not going to drink another Diet Root Beer. But I will drink others. Yeah. yeah I still, I, I, there's not one I would say, like, no, I don't want that because it's not that brand. For me, Root Beer, it's got to be A&W. A&W, man. I don't like that Barks. I don't like what's the other one that's kind of big. Um, Hires is that yeah, Hires root is beer? Hires is a big one. Don't yeah, like Hires. Hires is pretty good. A and W is just the greatest. It's got a little bite to it. Yeah, yeah A and W is the best over ice cream. There's no question about that. Now, I mean, again, there's a lot of craft root beers. We had Stewart's before, which is pretty oh, good. Oh, Stewart's yeah. is Obviously, good. Obviously, Hanks yeah. we already mentioned is, is, Hanks. is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other kinds, but like that's what I mean. Like I would prefer uh, Hanks. But, like, will I try other diet root beers and they're okay? Sure. You know, they're fine sometimes, mm. you know? And, like, you mix it up. I, I can't think of anything. Queso is another thing. Queso is Texas is huge. And so there are certain places that I like the queso, and I will go seek them out, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> however, like, there's some places that queso is not as good. Oh, I still eat it. I mean, sure, as mm-hmm. you can tell. 
but I mean, you know, so I don't know that there's anything where I'm like, no, I will only have that brand, and I will not. Like, you, you, you'll have ketchup that's not Heinz. It's rare. It, I mean, yeah. it's rare, because we walk into places, and if this, there's Heinz, like, they have the setup on the table, you know, where they have the ketchup bottles or whatever, and it's not a Heinz bottle, my kids go, Dad, no Heinz, want to go? And, I mean, Really? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I call ahead to make sure the restaurant has Heinz. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, it's bathrooms too. Bathrooms got to be clean for those restaurants too. That's another big thing. You know, my grandfather. That's a big thing. That's a real big thing. I'm if telling you. If the bathroom you, is nice, my the restaurant is going to be nice. I have been pulled out of restaurants. For my grandfather, he's the one that taught me that. If you go into a restaurant, mm-hmm. if the bathroom's not clean, if the bathroom's not clean, they can't keep their kitchen clean. We're out of here. That seems like the kid- I think there's something to that. I think that's a legitimate yeah, observation. Yeah, that's, le- that's legit. Uh, that's why a lot of places now will, like a. This is not a restaurant, but Bucky's is a uh, yeah. convenience store chain around here. There's a few of them. They're gigantic. They're like Walmart-sized <laughs> convenience stores. Uh, but the bathrooms are notoriously incredibly clean. Yeah, they, like have, they, they, they have attendance all, all over. the time yeah. because they know it's like kind of like a truck stop, and a lot of people will stop and, and on longer trips. And everyone looks for the Bucky's because they know they'll get yeah. good bathrooms and there. And if then you've ever been on the road and you stop at a, like a, some backwater gas station and you go to there, sometimes you have to walk around outside, the building yeah. and it's outside and it hasn't been cleaned in six and a half years, oh my gosh, that can be a horrible experience. Yeah, but because what you do is you just sit on the brick that the key is attached to. I don't sit on anything. For the back door? I, man, I hold it till the next place if it's like that. Really? Thank you. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, nah, you might as well just use it. Ick. <laughs> kind of got uh, off topic there. Uh, a little bit. Let me give you a few other of these before we uh, go. All right. Uh, Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. That is a terrible name. Yes. Uh, Meat Camp, North Carolina. That's kind of good. <laughs> Forty Fort, Pennsylvania. What about the uh, chicken, uh, Alaska? Okay. Uh, they originally wanted to name the town after a state bird, which is, uh, a, I don't know what it is, but no one can spell it correctly, and including me. Uh, so they named it chicken. There okay. Uh, Two Egg, Florida. Mm-hmm. Ding Dong, Texas, I mentioned. Possum Grape, Arkansas. Dumb. Pie Town, New Mexico. Uh, that's Pie my town? next vacation. Mm-hmm. Pie Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, sandwich, Mrs. Massachusetts. Okay. I like it. Uh, no name, Colorado. Uh huh. Pretty good. Uh, Colorado. Did I say it wrong? Mm. Uh, Tightwad, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Bald Knob, Arkansas. <laughs> Yeehaw <laughs> Junction, Florida. And a climax, climax is in a bunch of different areas. I don't know if I could say the other one. That's the name of a town. I know, but why well, didn't you say it? Which one are you talking about? <laughs> Jeffy, you say it. You're going to say it. Which one are you talking about? The one that starts with sugar. Oh, in South Carolina, sugar tit, South Carolina. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, it's a actually. Weird. A... That is a weird. That is a weird. Name. Could be T. It could be. Yeah, it's probably not. isn't. But... <laughs> it's not, according to Jeffy. Uh, by the way, there was uh, one other. Sorry, one. <laughs> Bring you Spencer M. Clark. You know who that is? No. Ever hear of him? Mm-mm. He liked himself quite a bit. He was the superintendent of the National Currency Bureau, and he decided to uh, print a new currency. You know, as he was printing the currency, decided you know he was designing it. Decided to put his own face on it. That's a solid maneuver. Yeah, right that's a really good um, uh, U.S. Uh, paper bills were in flux because of recent introduction of fractional money. And as supervisor of the new bills, he was in a, u- a unique position to influence the design. Congress huh. had asked for the note to honor William Clark of the Lewis Clark uh, ex- explorations. But allegedly, huh. the document that reached Treasury specified only that the new bill should honor Clark without clarifying <laughs> which one. And Spencer M. Clark... Despite surely knowing Congress's true intentions, seize the opportunity to print his own face on the bill. That's great. <laughs> How long did that guy. last? Does it say? <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, uh, let's see. Two year, uh, he was roundly disliked because of the scandals he had brought to the federal government. 
Um, two years earlier, hmm. in 1864, they investigated uh, uh, his department um, uh, because he was having orgies, apparently. Uh, by the time he uh, printed his own face in the U.S. money, Congress had little patience remaining. After some debate, April 7th, 1866, Congress passed the Thayer Amendment, enshrining into law for the first time the rule that the U.S. money can only feature deceased individuals. Mm. So, Well, he is well, now, well, so we can put him right back on the I think we should. should. Well, that's sort of... Uh, oh, it's five cents. Yeah, five cent bill. <laughs> Weird. I didn't know they had a five-cent bill. I freaking love the idea that he did that, though. I actually yeah, think he funny. should be on a bill because of that, <laughs> because he had the balls to do that. That's America for you. You know what? I, want, I mean, you're telling me Trump's not going to put his face on money before he's out of there? Of if, course he is. Of course he is. Well, oh, you, you meant Trump the Explorer, not me? <laughs> uh, he just has to overturn the Thayer Amendment. I'm sure he's very – I mean, that's going to be right in the middle of his uh, – if that comes up, if he overturns the Thayer Amendment – that's going to be something to talk about. Triple eight seven two seven back. Also, the Iceland Air uh, uh, airline is decided to do something uh, somewhat unusual. They're going to be do the first ever in-flight theater. It kind of makes it more than somewhat unusual. If it's, uh, the first it's a ever. lot in unusual. If it's the first ever, it's actually incredibly unusual. In fact, it's never happened. Thank you for that update. <laughs> but wait, the, uh, here's a look. <laughs> don't get don't get mad at me for your grammar police. You do that to us all the time. Uh, sounds uh, that, like a terrible. Idea. I don't understand. That that's just bizarre. So they're going to stand up in front of the plane. They're going to yeah, have live performances, right? Not live uh, performances in the, the plane? on the plane, or do they do it on stage? And they just happen. They just happen to be crew members who are doing a thing on stage. Yes, it is no, on think, stage. No, it sounds like they're going to do plane. it on the flight, right? They're showing you on those particular flights. You're going to have a you're yeah. going to have a, a performance. It's on, it's on the plane. Uh, to mark the 80th anniversary on the back of a survey that revealed over half of the passengers get bored during the year. Well, of course they do. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to actually stage this weird thing on the flights. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll get some people to perform on the planes if that's what they're looking for. I got no problem with that. I, mean, I, don't I think have that's absolutely exactly, no problem with not that. I'm not sure if that's the exact vibe they're, they're looking for. <laughs> I'm certain it is not. <laughs> certain. <laughs> Patents too. Oh, there's a potential look for you. President Trump you on, the, on the bill. Well, he, he's not dead, so the, you got to get past that. Uh, the yeah, Thayer okay. Amendment? Yeah, the Thayer Amendment. This is on the top of Trump's agenda yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> screw health care reform uh, and, and tax reform. He wants the Thayer Amendment. Well, we're working on all of those, but the Thayer Amendment is it's there on the top desk. priority yeah. for sure. You can put live, the people who are alive on your money. We don't have a lot of details, but apparently there was a stabbing at the Flint, Michigan airport. 
being investigated as possible terrorism. Oh, my gosh. I know. So we'll keep you abreast as the uh, details come in. Mm. Meanwhile, Michael Phelps is apparently doing some stunt where he's racing a shark, an mm. actual shark, on TV. In a program dubbed Great Gold versus Great White, mm-hmm. uh, the 23-time gold medalist. Great Gold is really a reach, guys. Yeah. I understand you wanted to make it fit against Great White. Great Gold is not his name. Uh, that's true. Showdown is set for July 23rd. He's uh, known for his uh, made-for-swimming wingspan. Uh, great white sharks can grow up to 15 feet in length. How would they get the? How would they get the shark to do what they want it to in a swim lane? Ask it nicely. You just uh, okay. And how do they keep it from taking a bite out of Phelps if that's what it wants to do? Well, I'm assuming they're not going to put them right next. To, they're probably going to be. A- <laughs> well, they'll be next to each other in a swim lane. <laughs> I gotta go with that, uh, no, right? I gotta go that's with what, no. That's how they. That's how you race in swimming. I think you put a glass right. divider, You're right, perhaps uh, in between. Um, I will say too the uh, and maybe they're in separate pools completely. They say that uh, Phelps can sw- swim up to six miles an hour. Uh, sharks can go as high as thirty-five. Yeah. Well, then how would it win? Well, I guess how they he, how generally uh, cruise around at only five miles an hour, according to the Huffington Post, which is where I go for all my shark-related information. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll see. Kind of. I mean, is Michael hurting for cash that bad? He's going to do something like this? Kind of really? silly. By the That's, way, yeah. he's great also, gold. Is they talking about the pot he's smoking? What? He also released, he did, does not actually eat 12,000 calories a day. Remember that big story yeah, I saw that, yeah. for a while? Yeah. And, uh, and we we're like, gosh, I mean, you know. He's like, no. They're like, no, no, no human, no, can, no human do can do that. And we we're like, what about Jeffy? And then he said, oh, yeah, except for him. Yeah, he did actually say that. He, just, he, he did said, oh, yeah, oh, you're talking about And that. if he comes out oh. swimming with this with silly little cupping marks all oh, over God. his body to race the shark, Stupid. I'm going to be sick of that, too. Yeah, you did it, though. I remember I have pictures of you. I, I, I did. Uh, when you did the cupping. I did it. You know, I, to be fair, it, it uh, did nothing. Did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Barbie has a new uh, doll. Out. Have you seen this? Yeah. You see this? It's, it's, really really it's a new Ken, Ken doll. Uh, let's look at the footage. This is really stupid. The new crew. Man it's bun. A squad. Oh boy. Yeah, did you see that? The Ken doll has. Well, they'll be back to it, I bet. Okay. And. Dumb. It was just a quick shot of the man bun kid. I, so there it is, over yeah. on the left. Seems he's wearing jean shorts. Uh, jean like shorts a and a man shirt bun. And a man bun. There, there it is. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That's adorable. I mean, the the man bun thing in real life. I I, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, it's not. not I my look choice. at the people sporting man buns, and I think to myself. Why? Well, sometimes you let your Why? hair grow long and you want to do something with it. Yeah. Why would you put it in a bun? Why? <laughs> I, I, it's not, I don't know. <laughs> not the, the way I I'll tell you, I will say that it kind of, uh, and I don't know that we actually have it, but I just happened the other day to look at the new Gucci line. And this are kind of following the Gucci uh, line of clothes for the Barbie dolls, which why, is agonizing. Why the hell were you looking at the Gucci line? I was wandering along on the Gucci website. Why were you on the Gucci website? Looking at the products. All right. I mean, I, I like some of the products, or I should say I liked. But not even. Liked. Oof, man. I mean, he's gone off of the deep end. Bad. 
know, that happens. It's it a very bad. strange point by you. Because no one, I know you've said before, I am fashion. I am. Coco Chanel uh, thought she was uh, fashion. No, I am fashion. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Well, I think when a lot of people think Coco Chanel, they also think, well, yeah, but they're Jeffy. Thank well, you. No, Thank you, of, uh, Ray. Uh, Thank you. Coco Puffs. Oh, that's right. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, a new poll is out from the Pew Research Center. It has some interesting information in there. Um, Democratic Party cares about the middle class. GOP seen as too extreme. Uh, people believe that 50, 57% of people believe uh, Democrats care about the middle class. Only 42% of Republicans. Um, if they're too extreme, it's 54-45. Republicans are seen as too extreme. Um, when it comes to government spending, percentage of Republican uh, pe- percentage of people who say the Republican Party is too willing to cut government programs even when they work, 64 percent. Percentage who say the Democratic Party can you seems- name one that works? Can you name one? You know what people would say is Medicare. That's what they would say. I mean, I don't think that they're happy with the service of Medicare, but they don't want to lose it. That's for sure. That's for sure. I would say uh, uh, they believe that to be a uh, right. The now. military is what I would say. It's the only one I can come up with. Okay, <laughs> that's about it. Um, the percentage who say the Democratic Party often uh, sees government as the only way to solve problems, 61% of people believe that. Uh, that one, by the way, is true. true. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else in here that's uh, particularly interesting? I was interested in, is this the one that has the, uh, the uh, approval ratings of the president here? Um, this is another one here is uh, government spending. Uh, here's another one. Uh, so this is how that, those splits come out. So the Republican Party is too willing to cut government programs. 64% overall say yes. Too will- How is it possible when they haven't cut Anything. a single government program? Yeah, that's amazing. Where is that perception coming from? They've cut nothing. They always increase spending every always. single time, including always. Trump, including Bush, including Reagan. I, I don't think there's been Reagan. a cut to anything in, I don't know, a half a century mm-hmm. or more. Uh, 90% of Democrats believe that, as, you, as you'd expect. Um, when it comes to conservative, moderate, liberal lines, 51% of moderates or liberals say Republi- the Republic- Republicans are too willing to cut mm. programs. But they tw- can't even cut the, the money we're giving to a murderous organization, Planned Parenthood. Mm. They can't even do that. Yeah. Um, how about this, Ugh. though? 28% of self-identified conservatives say Republicans are too willing to cut programs. I mean, what? Um, and then, uh, okay, how about this one? Democrat uh, spends too much? Do they spend too much and they only see uh, the government is the only way to solve problems? 83% of Republicans think so, but 44% of Democrats mm. think so, mm. uh, which is kind of an interesting number. Uh, also, uh, 85% of conservatives say Democrats uh, only want to solve problems with the government, but 77%, 77% of moderates and liberals think that Democrats uh, see the government uh, as the only way to solve problems. Uh, and that, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of an, an interesting uh, little uh, chart. All the way, uh, favor, favorability numbers um, for both parties. Uh, it hasn't changed that much, but still only in the 40s. So not, not good. Is Trump listed in that? Or? There was, was a Trump at 50% in one poll, right? I don't Which think. Which one was uh, that? That was the Rasmussen poll. It was the only one. Oh, okay. I love this. 50% approval. No, no. He's no, got a 50%. No. what the poll said. 50%. Half the people no, love, no. love the job he's doing. No, that, that, that's it. not what the poll said? Or that, that is a, what the poll said and you don't believe it? Or That is, that is what the poll said. For Thank what? you. No further questions. Your Honor, we're done with this witness. So there you don't one, believe that? So first of all, it's the only <laughs> poll saying it. So about two dozen polls are saying uh, he's 10 points lower than that. Another poll that's saying he's lower than that is the Rasmussen poll of the next day, 
which uh, had him under 50 percent and has continued to go down since. So, Your Honor, will you advise the, uh, you know, the witness that uh, he can stop speaking? Uh, we were done with him uh, quite <laughs> that some is time how, That's how trials actually work right there. No, yeah, so he got one good poll result from one organization, which, I mean, I can understand, uh, you know, it's a, maybe an encouraging sign for him. However, there's no real reason to believe that's the accurate one out of all of them. Um, the other part about it is, uh, you know, it's, it's fallen down since, under 50%. And also, another thing to remind Donald Trump about is 50% isn't good. You're, you're supposed to have an approval rating that's above 50%. Uh, you were just elected president. You're in what is normally called the honeymoon period for any president. Uh, both Bush and Obama were way above 50% at this time in their presidency. Uh, Your Honor, would you please advise uh, the jury that disregard uh, Asked their hearing? and answered. <laughs> Asked and answered. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents, too, coming up. Okay. Ooh, Spoons for you. I mean, just more of science. Our international week. Ooh, it's oh, international. Yes. I can't wait. Nice job, Jeffy. That was Thank nice you. work. As always. Thank nice you. voice work. Uh, spoons is uh, it's British week here on Spoons, and we're trying... Uh, I don't know why, though. And I, I don't, don't know, know why how that happened. I, I don't know why it happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that, well, our producer this week is British. Uh, so uh, British food. It, it, the, the Brits are not known for food. Although Gordon Ramsay, I guess, is a big chef, and he's British. It's a fair point. Right? Yeah, British food is not necessarily... British food, though, nobody... Who has a British restaurant? Yeah, I opened up a really delicious British restaurant. Well, there, I mean, there's what? a couple with just fish and chips, right? Yeah, like a pub. I mean, yes. A pub yeah. you could get away with, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. It doesn't yeah. seem like the food. It's usually no. more beer. I mean, you can, go, you can do, obviously, French mm-hmm. cuisine, the Spanish cuisine, Italian, Chinese, mm-hmm. British. No. Mm-hmm. No. And those are, as Pat pointed out, the only four countries. Well, in America. <laughs> in, in America. <laughs> Outside of that, it's pretty much everything. Yeah. So uh, yesterday we tried some candies, which were pretty tasty. Uh, we liked yeah. both of those. They were, oh, bad. they were really good. This yeah. one, though, it, yeah. we're getting into kind of a little strange territory. This, this is, is called Marmite. Now, Marmite sounds like something you'd like lacquer uh, your, your back patio with or something. Uh-huh. Uh, it is not. Apparently, it's a food. Um, and I would say it's a spread now, the, uh, what's in it? It smells kind of funky. It smells very funky. And it looks even funkier. Can it's, you take a guess at to what is in it by the smell? I read the ingredients already, so I can't guess. Uh, what do you think? Have you tried it? Smell it. Like, do you, do, do you, what is this going to taste like? Is it going to be sweet? Is it going to be sour? Is it going to be It looks, savory? it's almost, it's kind of bougie sauce. I will tell you this. I'm kind of scared of it. Yeah, I'm scared of it, too. But I love toast. So let me tell you what's in it. I do, too. I like toast. Yeah, Jeffy actually had an incredible performance with toast at one point. Uh, it was one of his finest It was finest his finest moments. hour. I, it yeah. really was. He I, actually played the role. I studied. It's not going to believe this, because I'm just going to say it, just to give you the credit, because Jeffy's not going to take credit for it. He played the fattest man in the world. Because <laughs> there was a picture of the fattest guy in the world. He had toast on his he chest. Had toast on his chest. Kind of leaning back in a chair. And so he thought, hey, you know, I wonder Jeffy could pretend to be really fat. And I thought, you know what, and I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and you pulled it off incredibly it well. In fact, 
I actually thought you were even fatter. That, now, that's no, that, not the that's shot not, we're no, that talking about. The, that is not the fattest guy in the world. That's more no. of an animal cracker there's, shot. There's one with toast. There is a, I forget, it, one of the social media sites does have it. My, my Facebook or somebody yeah, has, it's out has there. one of the shots. Yeah, Look, search search so for Jeffy. Oh, my Instagram. Fattest guy my in Instagram, the world. My Instagram, at Jeffy MRA, is the fattest guy in the world, I believe. Okay. It's the it's your it's your. I think that's my Instagram. Yeah. It's like your actual like avatar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I'm okay. proud of the role. Yeah. No, I know you were. You're well, incredible. yeah. I mean, being the fattest man in the world, it's such a stretch for him that you, you mean, know play, it's an incredible. You mean playing the role of the fattest? Thank right, you. Yes. Not being the right, of course. That's diff- totally different. So marmite. Yes, it is. Now the what's in it? They, they want to give you that big headline to get you really enticed to eat it. So they they lead with the big thing here, which is marmite yeast extract. That's that's their big, you know. That's that's the you know the man marquee. that dinner bell is ringing now. Yeah, I know. If I could just have some yeast, you want to take back extract. your hey? England is not known for their <laughs> I food. Do. Yeah, I do. I want to take it back completely right now. Ingredients: number one ingredient, <laughs> yeast extract. Then oh, salt. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Okay on that. Uh, then carrot and onion extract. Oh, oh yum. Yeah. The then, juice from an onion is mm, pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. <laughs> Spice extracts and then a bunch of, uh, you know, long words. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly excited about this one, but this is what we do here on Spoons. Usually it's good food, but uh, I guess. Look at it shine and glimmer is it? on camera. Yeah, that's, Doesn't that look tasty? Because I think you could look at that and say, is that like a Nutella-type project, product? <laughs> is it this brownish? I mean, you could think it could be Dick. tasty, but I don't think it's going to be. Let's uh, give it a give it a whirl. I'm I'm nervous about taking a bite from it now. Mm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to bite the bougie it. sauce now. Mm. Uh oh! No, I'm not biting into the bougie sauce. That if Pat's going to bite it. Okay. Oh, I almost cheesed. That has a very... That's gross. He does not have a strong constitution when it comes to eating foods he does not like. I'm not going to be the only one. You take it. <laughs> uh, I think you've already reviewed it. So, All right. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. There we go. Jeffy? Oh. Bougie sauce? Have your drink ready. It's that bad? It's that bad. I can't be... I mean... No, it's... I mean, it's good. Try it. Okay. <clears throat> there oh. we go. Uh. Oh. oh, wait. There goes Jeffy. We lost Jeffy now. <laughs> it, it actually kicked in. It kicked bad. in my gag reflex, but maybe be. it won't for you. No, I don't think so. I didn't. It was pretty close, though. I didn't. <clears> I didn't <throat> hit the gag reflex, but it's pretty close. I'm very nervous now. <clears throat> yeah, get a good, good, luscious bite. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> is that is that is oh, nasty? Come on. Seriously, and that's oh, one of the that's worst horrible. things of all time. Oh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's in your mouth and it won't mm-hmm. go away. I know. How many times have you said oh that? Oh, my God. And you thought I was faking it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? That legitimately. I'm nasty. Marmite is my first zero. If I can give a negative, I mean, that's like a minus a thousand. Oh, my God. That is that terrible. That is some of the worst Stuff I've ever tasted. Oh, I knew it was. It looked uh, boozy, I mean, saucy-ish, man. In all seriousness, is this an old thing? That, like, did this go bad? I, mean, I, don't, it, I don't know. Is it possible that this is just an old it d- container? It tastes like rancid. Really? Yeah, it tastes rancid. Uh, yeast. It's <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so gross. Oh, God. Wait, seriously, but is this, is this a new nasty, one or is this one you man. pulled out of your like cabinet from like six years ago? 
Brand new, she said. Okay, Ooh, well, well this was this was Holy. common, according to, I'm um, reading about it now, this was common during World War One. I. I was wondering if this was actually from World War One. Yeah, like, is it an original, like, she got it at a museum? <laughs> I mean, I know, I, there it, is not a question. That, that is, is the seriously worst one of the worst things oh, of all time. Nasty. That is seriously, without doubt, the Sick. worst thing we've ever had on Spoons. Oh, but, I mean, and it's not even close. And that was, I mean, That's we had. It's not even close. We did Healthy Week. Right. Remember, remember healthy. <laughs> all of that stuff all, was better. All of it. Yes. I mean, well, seriously, that, no, that's that, going to no, start. No, 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 we that, had vegan things. Yeah, that one drink thing was nasty too. The, but did, not some this of them nasty. were bad. Not this bad though. I think we gave something a one. This is a, a this zero. This is a zero. This this was the worst thing we've ever had. <laughs> Oof, holy crap! That was a disaster. Man. I hate Britain. I hate Britain now. Remember the uh, uh, men at work song, uh, Down Under? Oh, yeah. And the Vegemite sandwich or yes. whatever? This is a similar thing to Vegemite, right? It this is, is the British version of Vegemite in Australia. Similar product, yes. Uh, wow, that is really, really ugly. Stuff. There's you know, the Vegemite, I, there's the Aussie-mite, there's oof, the, yeah. all that. Ugh. Well, there's been a lot of, of terrorism in Britain recently, and maybe it's not terrorism. Maybe they're pissed off at this product. <laughs> uh, Glenn talked about it yesterday on Think Tank. I would like to just uh, talk a little bit, go back to the mosque for a second in England. You know, I didn't mention this yesterday because it didn't dawn on me. Do you know what that is? Do you know what we just saw? Something that the, our special forces have been worried about since George Bush. I went, I went down uh, to the headquarters in the, uh, what's the training camp for special forces? Is that in which Carolina? No, Special Forces in the Carolinas. Ooh, Fort Bragg? Yeah, maybe. I think it was maybe Fort Bragg. Um, and I talked to them down there, some of the, the leaders of Special Forces. What are you concerned about? And they said, the Bubba effect. When people feel the government has gone so far, this is 2006, when the government has gone so far and they feel that the government isn't listening to them, that the people start to rise up and take matters in their own hands, what do we do? Because they're kind of right. <laughs> you know, we haven't been listening to them. And do we arrest good people? Do we, how do we calm this down? Because they said, we'll roll into a town. At some point, we feel that we're gonna have to roll into a town because Bubba <laughs> went and shot a Sikh because he saw the turban, just assumed that he was Muslim, and there was a big terrorist attack, and the government isn't doing anything. The FBI rolls into town, and all of the townsfolk say, we know Bubba. He made a mistake. We're going to deal with Bubba. He's in jail. You stay out of our business. You people are causing the problem. Well, you kind of saw that at the mosque. The guy gets out of his car, and he's raising his hands. He's like, yeah, he thought he was going to be a hero, right? Thought he was going to be a hero. Some people actually cheered for him and said, leave him alone. Yeah. Bubba effect. It's now happening in England. And it's happening because Brexit, May gets greedy. Now they're not sure about if Brexit is going to happen. They're starting to do that. Brexit was, I feel like I'm losing my country. I feel like I'm losing my culture. I feel like I'm losing my place in the world. And nobody is doing anything about it. It's the Bubba effect. That's a warning sign. 
that things are starting to melt down. That was the thing in 2006 that special forces told me they were very concerned about because that was the next step from that was civil war. And it just keeps escalating. That's, it just yes. builds on itself. Yes, until somebody says, stop, let's listen to the people. What, what is the problem? Okay, we admit it. We were at fault. We didn't tell you. We were trying to tell you that all Muslims are great. And you know what? That's ridiculous, and we know that's not true. And so, yes, we're going to up our vetting system. We are going to take these. Well, who's going to do that? Nobody in the EU is going to do that. Mm -mm. Nobody in England is going to do that. Nobody here is going to do that. Does well, I, that... I, I also think that their culture, though, is a, a little different as well, just because there are more Muslims. And, I mean, I saw before this, um, the election that just took place, I saw a video of a guy, and this was right after a terror attack, and they're asking him if security is the is the top priority for him and he's like well not really yeah they're i mean there's it, they're there it's like their mentality is different a lot of them and so i think that that's going to you know hinder their ability to even admit okay we're making a mistake we need to take a step back and look at what we're doing and look at how we can change it because it's so driven in their culture it's driven into their heads yeah, that they're farther down the rabbit hole than we are yeah much just, farther just from the sheer numbers there's four times as many muslims that go to mosque on friday as christians go to church on sunday in london right now i mean london's mayor's muslim i mean it's almost becoming almost a subculture right there's certain neighborhoods much like you would see in new york and there's certain just certain neighborhoods that are ethnocentric no good I mean, yeah that's what to say no go zones. Yeah. I think it goes way back to, and again, I think it was a narrative that's been put, been pushed ever since after World War II. Yep. And it was this narrative of, look, we cannot sequester ourselves uh, apart from each other. We can't put up walls anymore because that's what led to two great wars. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nationalism, borders. So forget all that. It's all open. It's, you know, everyone. It's a pendulum that swung too far one way, and then we swung it too far the other way. Exactly. Right. The pendulum is always right when it's in the center. Mm -hmm. um, and we're seeing, we're seeing the swing back now the other way, and it, it can destroy us as much as fascism did the other direction. So does the Bubba effect, is that the same thing we saw in Alexandria? Yeah, I, I was thinking the same. I was actually kind of thinking the same thing as Caleb is because if you so let's not go immigration. Let's go if you push a narrative so hard like climate change. If you actually think your demise is imminent, you are going to die except for these bad people that are stopping the Paris Accords <laughs> or whatever or healthcare. You actually think or, people are dying in the street. Or, or abortion, right? Like the, the bombings yeah. of abortion clinics that happened all through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even to a certain extent even today. It's just this evangelical, put, not even evangelical, that's probably the wrong word for it, just religious zealot push to, that we're doing some type of good. Well, you can, I mean, abortion is, abortion's a really hard one for me mm. because, you know, I do, I do not condone violence, and that's just the wrong thing to do. But if you're looking at uh, a baby and somebody were, they were killing one-year-olds and they were saying, no, we're curing them, and they were killing them and selling them for body parts, mm -hmm. one-year-olds, two-year-olds, five-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 80-year-olds, wouldn't you do everything you could to stop that? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking actual death there. Mm -hmm. Um, not climate change where, hey, uh, it's us you know, or them, it's going to... No, no, no. This is... They're people. 
It's like the concentration camps. Didn't you have a responsibility to do everything you could to stop the concentration camps? Yeah, I mean, that's why Bonhoeffer went as far as he did, right? And right. With, it, with his plot. And so it's right. rooted in the sense of civil disobedience. I'm right. willing to disobey the law, but I'm also willing to pay the price if I'm caught. Correct. Correct. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. And, and with assassination, I don't know if that is, uh, you know, that's just revolution. Yeah. That's just a revolutionary. The Bubba effect is, is uh, somebody taking the law in their own hands because they see an actual problem that the government will not solve and is lying to you about. What the government is doing now, the political parties right now on assassination, is they're just feeding the fire both sides. This is, this is the, um, the Bubba effect is caused by the government really kind of standing united and saying, for instance, if somebody went after the NSA, I think that would be more of the Bubba effect because everybody in Congress, everybody is saying, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's not. We know it's not fine. It's a violation of our Constitution. So I have a right to go and stop the NSA. That's the Bubba effect. Hmm. Although the, in England, I think it's the Reggie effect. You know, it's the Reggie effect. <laughs> yeah, what's happening be. here? It might be. So now let's switch. We have such big issues. Um, yesterday, as we said at the top of the show, um, Otto, uh, what's his name? Warm, Warm Beer. Uh, died. He was just sent back last week from North Korea. He was practically brain dead. Uh, his, uh, his family said that he was, um, he was not able to speak, not able to see. He was in such anguish. However, they said after the first day home, they felt that his expression changed and somehow they, they felt at least that he knew he was at home and it caused him to relax. But he had been brutally beaten um, and, uh, and dumped on our doorstep like a mob hit. Mm -hmm. They sent us a message by dumping his body over here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say that, though, this is par for the course when it comes to this kind of stuff in North Korea. Uh, if you look at the, some of the drawings that guards who had escaped to South Korea will draw for you, um, they do some insanely unconscionable things to people in those camps. And this is exposed. We will be as guilty as, as anybody who stood by and said, don't worry about the concentration camps in Germany. These, these, these things are yeah. horrible. Oh, they're awful. This is the thing, though, about political prisoners, though. So there's been about 16 or so-ish since the late 90s that they've taken, and they very rarely do they harm them like mm -hmm. they did this kid. They never treat them because they are so worried about the humanitarian backlash that's going to come on them that they basically kind of left them alone. Actually treated them very well. I can't even watch this because it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's firing me it's up so really much. Yeah, because like even... They murdered this kid. They murdered this kid and like you said, dumped him on our doorstep. I, I, so, some, so, go ahead. Yeah, something's changed because like you were saying, Matthew Miller, even three years ago, Matthew Miller was detained by North Korea. They even allowed him to have his iPhone iPad. and his iPad. Yeah, when he was in prison. And then there was Kenneth Bay that was the evangelical missionary that he was, he, yeah, he was psychologically tortured for about 15 hours a day, but physically he was in top notch. And we weren't at the brink of war at that point. Yeah. Right. We're at the brink of war so now when they do this. this. Is, this, is, this is a message that, A, something has changed mm -hmm. and that what has changed is, strangely, with three aircraft carrier groups out on their shore, they're not afraid of the United States anymore. 